0: Is that good? Everybody can hear me? All right. Very good. And so very, very grateful for the opportunity uh, just to be able to preach. It's always always a blessing uh, just to be able to open up God's word and kind of share what what God has been working with me about. And so um, you guys can go ahead and open up your Bibles uh, to Galatians, Galatians chapter number six, Galatians chapter number six. Galatians chapter number six, and so I just want to share with you guys just a little bit of my testimony here before I get started. Um, you know, growing up. Sorry about that. Uh, growing up, I, I we grew up in a in a home that we said we were Catholic, but uh, really didn't go to um, Catholic services, and and also being part. of, uh, being from Okewinge, we incorporated a lot of um, traditional things. And so it was kind of a mix of both things. And, you know, I remember uh, just growing up, just really not knowing what to do, knowing what was uh, what was uh, the purpose of life, knowing uh, why I'm here. And I remember um, I was always the one that would ask questions. So we would do different things, and I'd be like, okay, well, why do we do that? Uh, I remember going to... Um, to church with my grandparents and I remember walking into the Catholic church and they have the holy water there. And I remember seeing people kind of rub, get it, dip it, rub it on their face and me being, you know, five years old, I remember just getting it and just like wet, washing my face and, <laughs> and my grandma was like, no, that's not what it's for. And I would ask my grandma, well, why do we do that? You know, and a lot of times they didn't really didn't have an answer. Uh, they didn't know why we did those things. I remember uh, driving by the church and I remember my aunties and my uncles, they would all do the sign of the cross. And I'd be like, Well, why do you guys do that? I don't know, it's just something we always done. And so, you know, just hearing this song here, you know, just uh it's really just a blessing to know uh you know Jesus as our Savior, you know, just what a blessing it is. You know, um uh really how I got saved was actually through Howard. You know, Howard got saved and you know seeing the change in his life You know, it really made me want to hunger, you know, for what he had. And, you know, as I grew up, um, I came to school here. You know, I came through, um, I came transferred over from the public school, uh, came here. And I remember as I was getting ready to graduate, God began dealing with me about what he wanted me to do. And I remember thinking... Every time I went into pastor's office, I knew pastor was going to ask me the question, what do you think God wants you to do? And, and it really scared me. And the reason why it scared me because I had no idea. <laughs> you know, just the fear of not knowing really scared me. I remember thinking, well, if I surrender, what if God sticks me preaching on Sundays? <laughs> you know, that's a, that, that was my whole thing. I was like, well, I can't stand in front of people and talk. I can't do that. And so one time, I remember pastor was helping me with my math. Okay, he was helping me with my, uh, I don't remember which kind of math it was, but I remember I got in there, and I was trying to get in and out really, really fast because I knew pastor was going to ask me a question. So I got in there. He helped me in his office. He showed me what to do, and I was like, all right, thank you, pastor. You're trying to run out. And just as he says it, he's like, hold on, I want to ask you a question. And so he asked me, he's on a scale from 1 to 10, how is your walk with God? And my mind began thinking, okay, this is what was going through my mind. Well, I could be honest with him, and I can say, you know, I'm not where I should be. And I was thinking, well, if I tell him that, he's going to be concerned. So I'm thinking, well, I can tell him an uh, eight, and so, but then I thought, well, if I tell him that, what if he sticks me teaching a class or something, so I, I told, I told pastor, well, a five, you know, just right in the middle, just, just five, and so he took me to Revelations chapter number three, and he tells me about the church there, uh, where he says, you know, I know that works, I know that thou art cold, um, that you guys, that you are neither cold nor hot. But because thou art lukewarm, I will spew thee out of my mouth. (laughs) And so pastor really took me, you know, to that passage there and just, you know, just got me thinking. And, you know, I'm just really grateful. Uh, You know, it was really through that, but I'm just really grateful for our pastor, just, you know, just his willingness just to be honest. You know, his, his willingness just to share, you know, God's word with us. And, you know, it was at that time, you know, I surrendered. You know, I surrendered. You know, I was tired of walking on the fence, and you know, I surrendered to what God had for me. You know, I didn't know what he had for me, but, you know, he opened up different doors, and, you know, I'm able to work in the school. You know, I'm just really grateful for that. Yeah, I would have never saw myself as a teacher. Yeah, I would have never saw that. I'm pretty sure you can talk to Howard, and he probably would have never saw that either. (laughs) You know, Uh, but just really grateful. Um, You know, God is just good. God is great, and You know, just thinking about that, you know, just scared because I was afraid I'd be preaching on, you know, Sundays. But, you know, here we are. Um, But uh, you guys uh, have your Bibles open to Galatians chapter number six. Galatians chapter number six. I I was going to tell you guys uh, a story here, but I forgot we're on live. I don't know. if. Yeah, I just I just want to chance it. So (laughs) maybe afterwards, I'll tell you guys the story. Okay. Uh, But uh, verse number seven. Verse number seven. Verse number seven. So Galatians 6, verse number seven says, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit, shall the Spirit reap life, life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And so let's go ahead and have a word of prayer here, and then uh, we'll, we'll continue here. And so let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Let's pray here. Dear Lord, I thank you for today. Thank you for uh, just your goodness. Uh, thank you for your love. Thank you for just the opportunity just to be able to stand and up here, the Lord, and just open up your word, and, and I just pray that you would just be with me, the Lord, just uh, fill me with your spirit, the Lord, and, and I just pray, the Lord, that you would help me to say what you want me to say, the Lord, and just remove anything that you don't want me to say. Thank you for just um, allowing us to be in your house. Just what a blessing, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So what we have here is very simple. What you sow is what you shall reap. Um, I've never been much of a I never had much of a green thumb. Uh, but I remember one year, uh, I had the smallest garden. It was probably maybe about the size of this rug here. It was very, very small. Um, I had, you know, a few watermelons. had some tomatoes. Uh, I had these, I don't remember what pastor called them. They're like Christmas melons or something like that. And so I had, you know, these different, you know, plants. But, but you think about it, you plant that one seed. And from that one seed comes forth the plant. And, you know, that one seed then turns into multiple seeds within the fruit or within the, the plant that you're planting. And so the same thing goes in our life. What we decide to plant in our life is eventually what we're going to reap. You know, when you plant those, um, those seeds, they, they don't just come up instantly. It, it takes time. And for me, that was something that took forever. You know, you plant it, you're like watering it, you're like, all right, you know, keep watering it, keep watering it, Um, but it takes, you know, several weeks, months uh, for that fruit to come forth. And so it doesn't happen instantly, but eventually what you do is eventually gonna come out. And so what we're gonna talk about today is our decisions, okay, our decisions. Uh, Each one of us make decisions every single day. Um, This morning in our Sunday school class, I had the kids uh, write down what they do every single day. And, you know, listening to different things that they do. You know, one of them was they decide to wake up. You know, for some of you guys, you know, that's a hard thing. I know for me it's a hard thing. You know, waking up, uh, some of you guys make the choice to brush your teeth which I hope everybody does, <laughs> okay? Um, uh, make a choice whether we're going to eat breakfast or not. Uh, make a choice are we're going to have a cup of coffee or, you know, make a choice every single day. And, you know, if you don't make a choice to brush your teeth, there's going to be a result because of that. <laughs> you know, you're going to be talking to somebody and that somebody's going to fall over, <laughs> you know? And so our decisions... Um, they have an outcome, okay? They have an outcome. They have, they have uh, a consequence. And so we're going to look at uh, one um, account here in the Bible of just somebody who made the wrong decisions. And so somebody who made the wrong decisions, and we're going to just look at the effects that it had um, in his life. And so let's go ahead and open up. Uh, you guys can turn to the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter number uh 7 Joshua chapter number 7 Joshua chapter number 7 Joshua chapter number 7 All right. Everybody there? All right, very good. Um, The book of Joshua um, is is one of my favorite books in the Bible. At this point, the children of Israel, um, well, in chapter number seven, um, they had uh, already conquered the city of Jericho. Uh, But just to give a little bit of background here, um, the children of Israel had just finished wandering through the wilderness. So they had wandered through the wilderness for 40 years, And they have come up to the edge of the promised land. And now Moses was not allowed to go into the promised land. And so uh, Moses passed away and Joshua was put in place. Okay, and so Joshua was put in place. And so now Joshua, it's his job to get the children of Israel into the promised land. And so in chapter one, we have, you know, God commanding Joshua, you know, kind of, giving him his directions, kind of giving him uh, what he needs to do. And then, you know, chapter number two, you have the spies going into Jericho. And then three and four, you have them crossing, you know, the the Jordan. Uh, But we come here to where they get to Jericho. Okay, they get to the city of Jericho. And God had certain um, commands for the children of Israel on how to conquer Jericho. Uh, Jericho... Uh, was a very, uh, very large city in those times. Um, They had very big walls. Um, You know, if you guys look at uh, chapter number two, people even, those walls are so big that people even lived inside of those walls, okay? They, they, um, Jericho uh, looked almost impossible to conquer. But you see, God had given uh, Joshua and the children of Israel certain plans. And those plans I'm pretty sure it didn't make any sense to Joshua, okay? But Joshua followed through with those plans, okay? He followed through with those plans. You know, they marched around the city for six days. Then on the seventh day, they marched around seven times, and then they blew the trumpet, okay? But there was one thing that God gave them. Uh, was, I know I told you guys chapter number seven, but let's look at, let's look at uh, verse number 18, Verse number 18 of uh, chapter 6. Sorry about that. Uh, Chapter 6, verse number 18. So he says, And ye, in any wise, keep yourselves from the accursed thing, lest ye make yourselves accursed, when ye shall take of the accursed thing, and make the camp of Israel a curse, and trouble it. Okay? And so... Uh, verse number 19, but all the silver and the gold and vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto the Lord and they shall come into the treasury of the Lord. And so he tells them, I want you guys to march around and when you guys destroy the city, I want you guys to destroy everything, but everything that is valuable, anything that is um, um, precious metals, I want you guys to save them, and those are going to go into the treasury of the Lord. And so he's telling them uh, to destroy everything besides the silver and the gold and the vessels and everything there. Okay, I want you guys to save that for the Lord. And so he gives them these certain commands. So the children of Israel goes through, they follow through with marching around, and the walls come, you know, falling down, and they go through and they start destroying everything. Okay, they started destroying everything, and like I was saying, the city of Jericho was a very big city. Okay, it was a very big city, but then we get to number, uh, verse number seven, uh, chapter number seven, verse number one. But the children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing, for Achan the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing and the anger. Of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. So, we're going to look at the life of Achan tonight. We're going to look at the life of Achan. Okay? So, Achan, it says there that he made the choice and he took. He took. And he made the choice to disobey what God had commanded them to do. Remember, God told them to destroy everything and to save the silver and the gold and the precious metals. And that was going to be saved for the Lord. But we have here Achan. He didn't obey that. He didn't obey it. And, you know, there's different things that he took. And it says in verse number 21, it says, And when I saw amongst the spoils a goodly Babylonian garment, 200 shekels of silver, and a wedge of gold 50 shekels weight. Okay? And so it tells there what he took. And so we have here Achan. He takes these different things uh, and, and makes a choice to sin. Okay? He makes a choice to disobey what God uh, has uh, commanded them. And, and here's one thing is that Achan never thought of. Okay? And, you know, one thing that we can see here. Is that Achan, when he took of that stuff, what did he try to do? He, he tried to hide it. Okay? He tried to hide it. And that's one thing that Achan didn't think of. And that's what I want to cover here is that Achan didn't think that God saw it. Okay? But here's the thing is that we can never hide anything from God. Okay? We can never hide anything from God. Um, God sees everything. Uh, Let's go ahead and uh, open up our Bibles to Hebrews chapter number four. Hold your spot here in Joshua. Hold your spot here in Joshua and let's go to Hebrews Hebrews chapter number four. Hebrews chapter number four. Hebrews chapter number four. Okay, in verse number 13. Everybody there? All right, pretty good. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. And so we have there that everything is open. Okay, everything is open. Nothing is hid from God um, uh, you know, we have, uh, Howard has his daughter, Mia, um, I don't know if you guys ever played peekaboo with the little baby before, okay, uh, she loves peekaboo, okay, you think about, you know, a little kid that likes to play peekaboo, what do they do to hide? You know, they do this, they think, because I can't see you, you can't see me, okay, you know, um, You know, playing that with her is so funny because she thinks it's so hilarious. like, you know, where's Mia? She's like, you can't see me, you know, and then you go like that peekaboo and she like freaks out, you know. Uh, But a lot of times, you know, that's what it's like with God. We try to hide from God, but we're the same way, you know, trying to, you know, try to hide like this because there's nothing hid from God. God sees everything that we do, okay? And Achan thought he can hide it, okay? But God saw it. God saw it. And so let's go ahead and go back to uh, Joshua chapter number 7. And let's look at verse number 21. We had just read this earlier. So it says, when I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonian garment, and 200 shekels of silver, and a wedge of gold of 50 shekels weight. So I was trying to calculate how much uh, money that would be in gold for the money nowadays, and it's easily over $200,000, okay? Easily over $200,000 of gold. Okay, you you think about that, that's a lot of money. Okay, but one thing, so first thing we looked at was that Achan, um, Didn't think that God saw him, but God did, because God sees everything. But the next thing I want to look at is I want you guys to see the progression of his sin. Okay, progression of his sin. Um, Look at um, there it says 50 shekels of weight, and then look at the next part. Then I coveted them and took them, and behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent and the silver under it. Okay, now. When I was in school, uh, one of the subjects I didn't really like was English, okay? But we have here in verse 21, it says, Then I coveted them. Okay, what is coveted there? Okay, what is, what is coveted there? What is the part of speech there? What is the part of speech? A verb, a verb, right? So first thing he sees... And he says, I coveted them, okay? Um, But let's back up here in the first part. Um, He says, when I saw. And so the first thing we have there is that he saw, and then he coveted. Okay, he saw, and he coveted. And the next thing he did was he took them. Okay, so it went from him seeing them to him desiring them to him taking them. Um, there's a progression in sin. That's why we've got to be careful what we see. Um, you know, there's a quote um, by, um, I think it's by Charles Spurgeon, uh, where he says, you can't, you can't stop a bird from flying over your head, uh, but you can stop it from building a nest on your head, or building a nest on your head. You know, um, there's going to be sin, you know, there's going to be temptations around us. But it's, you know, we can't really control it, okay? But, you know, when you see there, he saw and he fell into it, okay? He saw and he fell into it. Now, uh, I I love to fish, and I I like to fly fish, and so I have here my box of flies, okay? I have my box of flies, and so, you know, just different flies. This one's a big thing of fur, Okay, you know, got different ones here. Um, But you think about the fish, when the fish sees these, okay, it doesn't think, oh, look, there's a hook on there. Okay, but when the fish sees them, it thinks it's dinner time. Okay, it thinks, okay, it's time to eat. And so the fish begins to desire it. Okay, And, and that's one thing I like about fly fishing is sometimes you can see the fish in there, and you'll throw the lure right in front of its face, and you'll see it pass by, and the fish will be like, you know, kind of look at it. And then a lot of times, they'll swing back, and they'll just gulp it up, okay? But, you know, Satan works the same way, okay? Satan works the same way. He knows exactly what we want, okay? Just as, you know, if I'm going fishing for a trout, I'm going to throw one of these at it. I'm not going to throw a hamburger at it. <laughs> you know? I'm not going to throw a Twinkie at it. Okay, But you're going to throw what the fish wants. Okay, But you see, once that fish bites it, you pull the rod up and you set the hook. And when you set the hook, on each of these hooks, well, most of them, they have a little barb. Okay, They have a little barb on there. And so... You know, when we make that choice to bite into it, you know, we we get fooled. You know, we fool the fish thinking this is actual food, you know, bites into it, quickly finds out that it's not food. Okay, it's fake. And you see that's what Satan likes to do with us. He likes to throw a lot of fake things in our way. Okay, but and he hides the hook very well. Okay, he hides the hook very well. But when, you, when that fish bites down, you set the hook um, and that barb gets in there, that fish has a very hard time getting off the hook. Um, I went fishing yesterday, just like for just a tiny bit yesterday. And, you know, I lost a few fish. Um, one of them, I set the hook too hard, just ripped it up and tore my line off. Okay, but when I tore the line off, where did the hook stay? In the fish, Okay? And that poor fish was there flopping around. It was just there you know, jumping out of the water trying to get the hook out of its mouth. Okay? But you see, uh, sin is the same way. Okay? And a lot of times when you catch that fish, it's very easy to control that fish. Okay? You can turn it this way, pull it this way. You can turn the rod this way, to pull it this way. That, that, that fish is at the mercy of that hook. And you see, that's what happens a lot of times when you make that choice to sin. And that's what Achan did. He made that choice. He, he, he saw and he desired it. You know, we see the same thing in Genesis. In Genesis chapter number 3, with the sin, um, the, you know, the fall of man. We see, you know, God presented uh, them a commandment saying, Of all the trees um, in the garden you may eat, But the tree that's in the midst of the garden, okay, you cannot eat. But you see, Satan went in there and tricked Eve. And Eve did the same thing. She saw. She saw, and then she desired. And then she took. Okay? She took. And you even see, she, later on, her and Adam, uh, let's go ahead and turn there. Go ahead and turn there before I mess it up here. Uh, Let's go to Genesis chapter number three. Genesis, chapter number three. Genesis chapter number three. Genesis chapter number three and verse number. Verse number two. I start at verse number one. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the tree, of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. For God doth know that the day, that the day, in the day, uh, ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Okay, now we got here, and when the woman saw, okay, um, so it says there, and the woman saw, that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eye, to the eyes and a tree to be desired, um, you know, desired and covet. You know, those are the same thing there uh, to make the to make one wise. And then look at the next part. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave unto her husband uh, with her and he did eat. OK, and then look at look at the next part. Um. in verse number eight. Then they heard, and they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves. Okay, and so you see the same pattern, the same pattern in Achan's life, uh, the same pattern. You know, he saw, he coveted, and then he took, and he tried to hide it. Okay, and you know, that's the same thing. You know, Satan's using the same tactics uh, that he did with Adam and Eve. You know, he's using the same tactics on, a, on each one of us today. But that's where, you know, we need to make the choice. Okay, you know, just as, you know, Achan made the choice. He made the choice of going forth with it. Okay, or we think about um, uh, Joseph. Joseph. Joseph, when he was there with Potiphar's wife, you know, when Potiphar's wife grabbed him, he made the choice to run, okay? He made the choice to leave instantly, okay? But you see, it, it starts with us looking. It starts with us looking. A lot of times we can't, we can't control that. You know, there are some things, you know, especially in, in this world today, you know, there are some things that we see, but next comes, you know, are we gonna desire them? Are we going to desire them? Or are we going to see it and immediately turn ourselves away? Okay. And you see, that's what Achan did not do. He saw, he coveted, and that eventually led to him taking. Okay, that led to him taking, and then that led to him trying to hide it from God. Okay, and so uh, with that, um, like I said, we can't control You know, we can control it to a certain extent, but there's going to be some times where we walk in and we're going to see something. Okay, but we need to make that choice right now that when we see that, we're going to turn away from it. Here, we're going to turn away from it. Okay, next thing I want to look at, um, let's go ahead and turn back to uh, Joshua chapter number seven. Joshua chapter number seven. Joshua chapter number seven. So the children of Israel, they conquered the city of Jericho very successfully. Um, God blessed them there uh, with them following exactly what he, what he said. And so now they're looking at the next city to conquer. next city they're looking at conquering is the city of Ai. Okay, now look at verse number 2. And Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside beth Aven, on the east side of Bethel. And spake unto them, saying, Go up and view the country. And the men went up and viewed Ai. And they returned to Joshua and said unto him, Let not all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go and smite Ai. And make not all the people to labor thither, for they are but few. Okay, and verse number four, And there went up thither, of the people about 3,000 men and they fled before the men of Ai and the men of Ai smote of them thirty and six men for they chased them before the gate even unto Shebarim. We'll go, we'll go with that Okay, but we have there we have there, uh, we have there uh, the next thing is that Achan didn't think about that that another thing that Achan didn't think about, but that his sin affected other people, okay? That his sin, his choice to sin affected um, other people. And so we have here the children of uh, Israel, okay? They went to the next battle expecting to win, okay? But they fell because of the sin of Achan, okay? They fell because of the sin of Achan. And so they lose, and look at what happens. 36 men, in verse number 5, and of the men of Ai smote them, about 36 men, and they chased them. Okay, so you have there, 36 men died because of Achan's choice to sin. Okay, and I want you guys to look at this too. Um, look at the last part. In verse number, uh, the end of the verse, in verse number Verse number 23. So we have there, it affected the children of Israel, but it also affected his family. It affected his family. Uh, look at verse number 23. And they took them out of the midst of the tent and brought them into, unto Joshua and unto all the children of Israel and laid them out before the Lord. And Joshua and all Israel with them took Achan, the son of Zerah, uh, the silver and the garment and the wedge of gold, his sons and his daughters. Okay. So we have there, it affected uh, the children of Israel. It affected his family. Okay. Uh, sin is like a very, very contagious disease. Okay. It's very, very contagious. Okay. Um, you know, it's very, it's very, um, it's very, it's almost like a sore, you know, just where it's not just in that one little spot, but if you don't take care of it, it's going to spread, okay? And so sin affects not only you, the choice to sin not only affects you, but it affects everybody around you, okay? It affects, um, everybody around you, you know, just as we saw there, um, you know, affected his family. It cost him his family. His family was stoned with him because of his choice. Okay, And then we have there the children of Israel was affected because of his choice. And so our choice to sin not only affects us, but it affects our family. It affects our friends. And it also affects our church. Now, let's go ahead and turn. Um, you guys hold your spot here in Joshua. We're just going to turn really quick to uh, Romans chapter number 5. Romans chapter number 5. Romans chapter number 5. Romans chapter number 5 and verse number 12. Verse number 12. So it says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. And so we have there, um, um, Adam's one choice to sin affected all of mankind forever. Okay, and then look at verse number 19, verse number 19. It says, for as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. And so that's one thing that, that Achan didn't think about. Is that his sin affected other people. And so that's why we need to be careful with our choices. Because our choices affect others. Okay? You know, you fathers, you know, your choice will affect your family. Uh, mothers affect your family, okay. But it also could spread farther into, you know, our our church. It could spread, you know. It, there's just no telling how much you know sin is going to spread, and so we need to be careful. And that's one thing that Achan didn't think about was that his his sin, his choice to take of that garment, didn't only affect him, but it affected everybody around him, okay. And so let's go ahead and turn to. Let's go ahead and turn back to Joshua chapter number 7. Chapter number 7. Chapter number 7. Everybody there? All right, very good. And so uh, verse number... Uh, let's start in verse number nine. Uh, sorry, 19, 19. It says, and Joshua said unto Achan, my son, give, I pray thee, glory to the Lord, God of Israel, and make confession unto him. And tell me now what thou hast done, and hide it not from me. Okay, and so we have there, um, next thing that, aching and think about is that your sin will find you out. Your sin will find you out, um, and with your sin, you know when we when we sin, um, it not only you know uh, hurts God, but it also distanced us away from God. You know it's it's like a barrier. You know when when we sin. And we hold on to that sin, it's a barrier between us and God. And so our relationship isn't as close as it should be to God. Now, uh, the Bible says that God deals with our sin. Okay? God deals with our sin. And the Bible says that he deals with it as a father. Okay? He deals with it as a father. Okay? Um, but here's the thing is that when we sin, you know, we can make the choice. To make things right with God. Okay, we can make things right with God. Um, You know, when he says there in verse number 19, he says, make confession unto him and tell me now what thou hast done. Okay, you know, we can make things right with God. We can deal with our sin. Okay, we can deal with our sin. And the reason why we can deal with our sin is because God, because Jesus, because Jesus is our intercessor. He, he is the one that died for us. He's the one that, that paid for our sin. And so we don't have to deal with, with, uh, with the sin ourselves. But here's the thing is that if we choose to hold on to the sin, God deals very harshly with sin. Okay, God deals very harshly with sin. Now, you think about this, you know, it cost Achan his life. It cost Achan his life. But Achan knew exactly what the consequences were for his sin. Okay, now look at verse number, or chapter number one, really quick. In Joshua chapter number one. Joshua chapter number one. I want you guys to look at this. And this is something that all the children of Israel agreed upon. Verse number seventeen according to according as we hearken unto moses in all things so we will hearken unto thee only the lord thy god be with thee as he was with moses whosoever he be that do that doth rebel against thy commandment and will not hearken unto thy words and all that thou commandest him he shall be put to death okay only be strong and of good courage. And so Achan knew exactly what that sin was going to cost him. Okay? He knew exactly what it was going to cost him. But here's the thing is that God, God offers us. Okay? He, he, he you know, we're, we're able to make things right with him. We're able to, you know, make a confession unto him. You know, in 1 first, uh, first John chapter number... First uh, John what was it first John well my mind's gone blank here it 's uh if we confess our sins, he is faithful what was it is it John yeah first John one uh, verse nine verse nine you know if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness okay and so god God offers us that forgiveness, okay? And, and here's the thing is that um, we, we sin every day, okay? We sin every day. You know, there are times where uh, you know, we're, you know, we're all human, we all mess up, we still have the flesh that we deal with and we all mess up. Um, you know, I kind of think about it like this. You know, if, if somebody only took uh, one shower every month, we would be very concerned with that person. Okay, you know, um, you know, we take a shower or at least all of us hopefully do, you know, daily, you know, every single day. You know, we do it. And and that's the same way because, you know, we live in a sinful world, We live in a sinful world. And, you know, we ought to be uh, confessing daily. We ought to be sensitive to that sin. You know, as soon as we make that choice and we know we messed up, let's do that right away and let's get that right with God. Because if we don't, it's kind of like building a callus. You know, we get like a callus over it until eventually we don't feel that conviction anymore. And that leads to us sinning even more. Uh, but last, I want to look at is that um, if Achan would have waited on God's timing, okay, he would have gotten what he wanted. Okay, now, um, God had given them a commandment for Ai. Or for uh, Jericho was not to take anything. Okay. And so now in verse number seven, we have them going into the city of Ai and they fled. Okay. They fled, and, you know, we know 36 men died. But after they took care of Achan, look at what happened. And in, in, in uh, chapter number eight, chapter number eight, and look at verse number one. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear not, neither be thou dismayed. Take all the people of war with thee, and arise and go up to Ai. See, I have given given into thy hand a king of Ai, and his people, and his city, and his land. And thou uh, thou shalt do to Ai and her king, as thou didst unto Jericho, and her king, only the spoils thereof, the cattle thereof, shall ye take for a prey unto yourselves. Lay, lay thee in an ambush uh, for the city behind it. So Joshua arose and all the people of war to go up against Ai. And Joshua chose out 30,000 mighty men of valor. And sent them away by night, and he commanded them, saying, Behold, ye shall lie in wait against the city, even behind the city, and go and go not very uh, go not very far from the city, but ye but uh, but be ye already, and I and all the people that are with me will approach the city unto the city, and it shall come to pass when they shall come uh, when they come out. Against us, at the first, as at the first, that we will flee before them, for they will come out after us till we have drawn them from the city. Uh, For they will say they flee before us, as in as at the first time at the first. Therefore, we will flee before them. Okay, and so now God is giving him this uh, thing to uh, ambush. Um, the city of AI here, and he, he's giving them uh, what they need to do and so you know they, they set up this ambush, uh, but I want you guys to see and verse number uh, verse number verse number 26. So it says, And Joshua drew not his hand back, wherewith he stretched out the spear until he had utterly destroyed all the inhabitants of Ai. Only the cattle and the spoils of that city took for a prey unto themselves, according to the word of the Lord, which he commanded Joshua. And Joshua burnt Ai and made it an heap forever, even a desolation unto this day. And so we have there, um, if Achan would have waited on God's timing, he would have been able to take of the spoil. Okay, if he would have waited on God's timing, he could have taken what he wanted with the city of Ai. Okay, we have there, um, he said, you guys can take the cattle, you guys can take, you know, every single thing and uh, the spoil. And so, um, you know, with that, uh, let's wait on God's timing. Wait on God's timing. You know, with with Achan there, um, that was not on God's timing. That was on his timing. And a lot of times we lose patience and we, we have a tendency to do um, the things on our own, thinking we can do it by ourselves. Um, but you see, Achan, he did that and we saw the effects of it. Okay, we saw the effects of it. We saw... Uh, that it hurt um, himself. It, it cost him his life. It cost his family his life. It cost the children of Israel uh, to lose that battle. And so, you know, as we wrap up here, uh, just want you guys to think about that first verse um, that we covered in Galatians. You know, what you reap, you know, be not deceived. God is not mocked. You know, whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. And we see here what Achan sowed and we see what he reaped. And I'm pretty sure he, it was a lot more. It was a lot more than what he thought it was going to be. And, you know, that, um, you know, I believe this um, account is in here, you know, for us. So we can be aware. So we, we don't have to follow into the same things as Achan did. And so I just want to just share that with you guys. And um, uh, let's go ahead and... Um, Let's go ahead and pray here. Um, Let's bow our heads and let's close our eyes.